0: He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Altman.
3: And I'm Ash Epp. Happy Friday.
0: Happy Friday. We we've got we have a power group today of actual people that have been studying election machines, studying the math. These are experts. Real experts. These are real experts. These are experts that have been doing it. Not a mainstream media shill who is writing an article about something they don't understand. It isn't curious about what has happened. But I also want to give you an update of what's happening in Colorado. And I know that the radical left is listening as well because they always are interested in the fact of what is the next move. Well, the next move is checkmate. The next move is, is that no one believes them, even Democrats don't believe them. We did a, we pulled a, a Project Veritas-type deal and got a nice recording of someone in Colorado. And uh, we'll be sharing that over time. But I want you to know that people, candidates, citizens, people in elected office, those lesser magistrates, they're going, These the, the numbers don't match. They don't match, Joe. They don't match not in one county, not in two counties, not in three counties, not in five counties. People are questioning now people like Matt Crane. People are questioning now Jenna Griswold. The rolling is happening.
3: Well, and if I could just say, you know, it's it's kind of amazing. They, I think, tried to head off the America First Movement at the at the pass with this and and, and slam it in the primaries. Uh, you know, one of our guests has some thoughts on that as well today. But um, it back it backfired in a big way. There are people now who you know, from a election integrity standpoint, we've been you know trying to to convince and get there. And no gold standard. Gold standard. Now some of those people are like, oh my gosh, I don't this believe can't these be results. H- this this can't happen. be real. Yeah. And,
0: and the mainstream media is is doubling down. They're, yeah. they're doubling down, doubling down, doubling down. We're not doubling down, guys. That's not what we're doing. What we're doing is getting people to stand in the gap and waking people up at a higher rate. Every top line candidate except for Lauren Boebert and and uh, Olland, Odland, uh Oll- yeah, Olland, Eric Odland, yeah. Who Eric's a good guy?
3: He's a good guy. Won, didn't talk about elections.
0: Did not talk about elections. Matter of fact, they were told not to talk about elections. Yep. And those are the candidates that they made sure won. But here's the problem. The Garfield deal, where it's flipped the votes, and they flipped it back. Mm-hmm. They flipped it back without any explanation, which led other people around the state to go, wait a minute, because we sent it to everyone. Mm-hmm. And they went, "That this not, this did it not happen? Yes, it did happen. It absolutely happened. And so we're going to go through a bunch of this stuff with Draza Smith. We're going to go through some stuff with, with uh, Sean Smith of No Relation. No Relation. No Relation. Uh, both awesome though CanCon is on with us so we're going to start with CanCon, and we're going to bring some others on as well do we have any anybody else mr producer no, yeah. i think they're getting set on it right now and jeff o'donnell how can we leave him out jeff o'donnell will be on here in a minute as well so uh, let's walk let's welcome CanCon to the show welcome to the show
2: what's up guys hey How's ryan on, and a happy happy fourth of july weekend
3: happy fourth of july
2: MAGA month, man. We're we're done with the we can put away the pride flags from June and we're on to MAGA month.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know what? But June has a new it's it's a new month. June's gonna be in did you hear about this, Cancon? Did you hear about did you hear I about this? Not. Oh my gosh. So June now is pro life month.
3: Thank God. It's
0: it's it's not because that's when we got the yeah. the Supreme Court ruling to overturn Roe versus Wade. So we could take the pride flag and we can go ahead and 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 throw that in the trash, right? Cause, and again it's not if you're if you're gay so be it yeah we don't care we, we we don't we don't care what you do in your bedroom we could care less and and frankly every one of us has someone that we know that is gay or uh, a lesbian we and we're friends with them I have lots of friends that I accept where they are not where I want them to be right um, but so that has nothing to do with it what it has to do with is the fact that you're perverting kids that's what it has to do with you're not letting kids be kids. So
3: we were a little bit concerned that this month was going to be wrath month uh, following Pride month, but I think because of the Supreme Court, we might have we might have dodged a bullet.
2: Well, I think we might have a lot more to be excited about coming up in this month because I'm telling you right now, the way the mainstream media, the way this news cycle worked throughout the last couple of weeks, something big is on the horizon because they are absolutely freaking out about everything. You know, I know you guys yesterday did a show about the attacks on Joe. Uh, yesterday, an NPR piece comes out that's bashing Lindell, Doug Frank, yeah. and uh, Professor Clements and Seth Keschel. And I actually got a cameo in that because they, they, they got I know, a picture of me I saw you. Two. Yeah, I was. We were just talking. Talking Me and Joe were just talking about that event, and he's like, "How was that?" I said, "It was miserable. It was thirty degrees. The wind was gusting. It was in the middle of a field and in the middle of nowhere, and there was tumbleweeds like smacking you in the face." And (laughs) and then, boom, that picture shows up.
0: Well, I I have to tell you first. I want to tell everyone to share, share. Go ahead and be an ambassador of truth, and go ahead and share this. Um, we, we have a lot of information that we're going to be going through today. But, um, Brian, you've done some amazing shows over the last week or so. Actually, all your shows are amazing. I watch them when I drive to work, but um, amazing shows. Tell us a little bit about what you've uncovered related to election fraud and what we're seeing, not just in Colorado, but across the nation.
2: Well, so, I mean, my big story that just got published yesterday by Gateway Pundit involves your y'all's state out there in Colorado yeah. and uh, specifically the Tina Peters race. And I've got more that's going to be coming out on this. There's a lot to uncover in this, um, you know, like you were saying earlier, Joe, uh, they don't even care anymore. They're just rubbing it in our face, you know, because now not only did Tina Peters not win the secretary of state race out there, the, pr- the primary where she was the favorite to win it, she was the favorite to win it. She came in third place. Well, I think now they've moved her up to second as the votes trickle in you know, over the course of days. But she's running neck and neck with a guy that raised $12,000. 12000 By comparison, yeah. Tina Pierce raised over 210000 And And, and to, to tell the American people that uh, after everything that happened in 2020, there has been a mass repudiation of the election integrity movement. And instead, they opted to elect the... Uh, the Republican nominee, who's hardly a Republican, that literally sits on the board of uh, CTCL, the Zuckerbucks, uh, Civic and Tech and Center, Center for Tech and Civic Life, to tell the American people, especially Coloradans, that we've opted for that person to run the elections in Colorado over the clerk that did the right thing, constitutionally did what she was supposed to do and backed up uh, her data before, before uh, this trusted build. Uh, it, it's it's unbelievable. They just have no shame in, in what they're trying to convince the American people of.
0: But I don't think it's working. I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's working on some, but it's working. I mean, the the vast majority of people are waking up and going, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. We saw what happened in Georgia, and now we're facing the same thing as we as we walk in through this path. We we say we face we face the same thing related to what's happened in Colorado, and 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 I don't know if you saw the charts, Mr. Producer. We have all the charts. Do we we yeah. have all the charts? Yep. Uh, let's let's put up the, this chart of Tina Peters this was the chart over time that happened for all three no no that's not it it's Senate that's Senate that's the, the one that is actually Tina Peters race and okay here we go and if you look here every single one of the candidates every single one of the candidates that started out at the first timestamp, which is the Eastern Standard Time, so that's 2100 is actually 1900, which is um, um, five o'clock, five o'clock? Five o'clock, 1700. Yeah, yeah. five o'clock PM, uh, Mountain Standard Time. And every one of those candidates stayed in the lead. There was no, there was no changes. And if you look at the curve, and they're saying that, that, this, is de- that this is debunked. This is, yeah. every one of them had the same up uptick. But you, you can see the preloads that happen in every single race. This is not a natural progression. This is, not a na- this is not a natural progression that happens in voting. Everyone does not vote at the same time for the same person at the same time, and it, all those votes are counted, and the increases come at the same ratio across the entire night. That's just not possible. That only happens if you use a function, an algorithm it's an algorithmic change.
3: yeah it, it, to believe this chart you have to believe that at every reporting interval the the ballots that were represented in that reporting interval came in at exactly the same distribution across the three candidates um, on you know it, for for people in Colorado Eli Bremer is uh, w- somebody who ran for Senate roundly rejected by the people of Colorado right. and real bitter about it and he's been talking about how Jeff O'Donnell and draws Smith don't understand data and statistics and that's why they think that this uh that this chart shows something but really this is what it's supposed to look like that's what eli bremer said now eli bremer is a former olympian so you know we should all trust his perspective on on data and analytics over jeff o'donnell and and draza smith
0: so, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is AirMedCare Network. Today's podcast again sponsored by AirMedCare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported. With AirMedCare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. but uh, So it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Well, so we, we have Draza with us, so let's go ahead and bring her in. Draza, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, Draza. Good morning.
0: Oh, you're you're muted. You're muted. Good
5: afternoon. Oh, there we go. I'm muted.
0: So you look like you're on a trip, a hunting trip. Okay. Let's bring down the resolution if we Morning. can. And, and if we can't bring down resolution, just have have you call in. Draza, can we get you to call connection. in? Your your, your connection. connection is is pretty bad. So we'll, ha- we'll have you call in. Um, they'll, they'll call you back and bring you back in. Um, Brian, what do you think of what you just saw?
2: So w- while, we're, you know, while we're getting that technical thing, while that's getting worked out, um, one of the other points that, that was made, I've been going through uh, Jeff O'Donnell's uh, through his, his you know, uh, I don't know what you would call that, that program that puts all that data together. Every single race that I've gone through whoever gets the jump on that first thing wins period yeah every time not even close and the gap is never made up that's what's unbelievable so they can say you know oh well they had pre-scanned mail-in ballots that were ready to go and they uploaded them all at once but that gap should eventually close you can't tell me that you have such a distinct group that votes before the election via mail-in ballot but the alternative, there is nobody that prefers to vote in person that tends to go one particular way. You're telling me that the mail-in ballot has a unique group and that shoots up and then it never closes that gap at all. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, not not even a little bit.
0: Well, not only that, but Tina Peters, the, the campaign was designed to say, go vote in person.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and people did, yeah. so I voted in person on election day as late in the day as I could muster, and it was busy. Uh, the last few times that I voted, it, it you know, I've walked right in, voted, and walked right out. There was no, no line or anything, and, and it was real real busy, pretty steady flow of of people in and out of there. So there was definitely a higher percentage, and I, I believe there's a higher percentage of turnout this time in person than in prior elections.
0: Well, we have Jeff O'Donnell, so we're going to go ahead and bring him in. Jeff. Welcome! Hey. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing?
0: Hey, by the way, I noticed that you have a sticker behind you because Seth pointed it out. So I want to see if it was still there. It says Seth Keschel. <laughs> a sticker on oh. your board behind you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he, he got to do an event in Hawaii, and I've never, I've never forgiven him for that.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'm not planning to either, Frank.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> So we were just talking about your work, Jeff, specific to um, the fact that none of the candidates gained any ground across any of the elections, um, the top-line candidates, um, and, they, they, and, and that it, the, the possibility of that happening is zero. Zero.
1: Well, I mean, in, in my business, you always hate to say zero. You know that. Uh, but for it to, it, I believe it this way, it's not what's supposed to happen. It's not natural. Uh, there has to be, in my opinion, some explanation for it. Uh, this is not, I mean, anybody, everybody think back to other elections you've seen. Uh, and as they grow, you see, uh, you know, valleys and hills, you know, as things go and the and race tightens and it opens up. You know, that, that's how we're used to seeing our elections. And, and uh, well, you know, starting in 2020, everything changed and now we see different strange patterns when we look at the elections, and this is definitely this is definitely odd. It's, it's. i was just talking to someone in colorado about the fact that if you I, I showed this the other day if you look at the uh... graphs for the uh... governor and uh... uh what was the uh... the other race the uh... uh the senate race was it but the, the, the other two races that were that were federal uh... you could pretty much lay them on top of each other uh, and the only difference was the, the, there was the gap between them, the actual gap between the candidates was a little different. But they moved the same directions, the same times, up and down that. And and, uh, and as, I, as I said, if this was a, a, uh, a Democrat versus Republican election, you can kind of understand that because most people are going to vote the same. Mm-hmm. But this is not a Democrat versus Republican election. This is a Republican versus Republican election. Uh, there was no firm linkage between these candidates. I know they were, I mean, all three of these candidates that we're talking about were more America First candidates. But, uh, you know, it's sad to say most voters in an election are uninformed voters. That's just a sad thing, a sad fact in life. And and, and to say that all of them knew that there was linkage, you know, all three of these uh, uh, candidates were, were uh, uh, you know, walk in the same same line. I'm going to vote for all three to the degree where you can't you can't detect with your eye a difference in the in the movement of the of, of the vote uh, in those three. Uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, I I would hate to try to calculate the odds on that, Joe. Uh, it, it, uh,
3: could it be because you don't understand elections
1: i think that's the case uh <laughs> apparently i don't understand elections and uh i'm a minor celebrity grifter
3: right that's right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah sorry i forgot yeah. that part <laughs> and, and i
1: love that quote they got that part right but uh, <laughs> nevertheless um yeah so so i mean uh, i am always you know what i always try to do i'm not i'm not i don't like slinging accusations you know, I, I don't want this to have happened any more than anyone else wants to have happened. But I ask questions. That's what I try to do anyway. And I ask questions, and I really hope they can be answered. And, uh, you know, I I, never, I seem to never get answers, and that's a very frustrating thing.
0: <laughs> well, I, I want to... We, we have Draza Smith with us on the phone. We tried to get her via video, but the feed was bad, so we wanted to make sure we could hear what she had to say about this. But... Um, Draza, welcome to the show.
5: Hello, good morning, afternoon. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thanks for coming on. We got we got a lot to discuss today. Um, we, we we're talking about the non natural. So Brian was talking about Cancon, sorry. I, I go back and forth. I, I want to <laughs> use Cancon. You can call here. me whatever. <laughs> um but we were talking about the natural, the in unnatural uh, movements uh, starting from day one, and how there was no ga- ground gained. And then uh, Jeff's talking about the fact that you could lay those those two uh, uh, federal races, uh, you know, Senate races and congressional races. You could lay those on top of each other, and they ran the same formula. Um, y- you know, it. it you're, you're the math expert. We have a we have a person named Eli Bremer who is is a. A former Olympian who is not a tech person at all—that is telling us that you know w- that we don't know how to extrapolate data. You have anything you want to say about that?
5: Oh, uh, I do, I do, because I have some questions. Then, if they don't, if they think that this is fine, um, and this goes back to to human behavior, because I've heard the news now saying that this was a referendum against the America First candidates. Yep. So as, as uh, Jeff was, you know, pointing out astutely, that you, you see the same trends, like everyone is walking the same path over time, but they're at different amplitudes, right? They actually have different vote counts. So my, my, my question is, is well, another observation real fast is this was not as mail-in heavy as, say, the 2020 election. We had a, a, a greater proportion of people actually showing up at the polls to vote, which, of course, goes with the story that's frequently said that re, that Republicans go to the polls and vote. Now, I what I don't understand is if I was a Republican that was going to go in and vote against the um, against the American First candidates, why would I vote against the Senate? And then not vote against the governor. So we we had the same we had the same profile, I guess it would be called, for what these candidates were standing for, what their platforms were. But yet we have different we have a different um, number of people that voted for each one. And it doesn't seem to me that you would go in, you would you would take time out of your day, go into the polls, and if you felt strongly about voting for someone who was not an America First candidate in one of the races, why would you leave another one on the table? So that's a a point that I haven't heard a good rebuttal for, why they would follow the same path, but have different votes in each category and what we've seen in other races that that starts out with a different number of initial votes the reason that these walk the same path is because they start out with a certain delta between each of the candidates and then that delta is maintained over time so that delta for each of these races was not set to be the same Delta, I would assume, in an attempt to make it look a little more random and natural while not being random and natural.
0: Yeah, so, but, you know, I want to I bring this up if I can because it's not natural, but there's a guy who, who says that his military training, so I want to bring up, let's bring up the first one if we can, Mr. Producer, and I'll just read it. Eli Bremer is the one that, by the way, has been staunch... Uh, he is one of the staunch, uh, I would say, rhinos. He's yes. a establishment. Uh, he, he represents exactly what the, 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 he is the same, in my opinion. He is the exact same as electing a radical leftist.
3: And it, it, it also a, uh, you know, kind of dynasty family they like to fancy themselves, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. You've got his father's <laughs> political background, his wife is a county commissioner. It's another Wayne Williams kind of situation yeah. where everyone in the family is taking taxpayer money.
0: So let me read this really quick, and then you ca- you all can tell me what's wrong with it. And I want to get everybody's opinion on this. Um, on election night in 2020, I would have sworn that there was a massive fraud. In response, I did what my academic and military training taught me to do, which is to a- analytically—that's not how you spell analytically—at uh, all. He needs a spell check. I mean, for that word specifically, because if you knew what analytical was, you definitely would, would not start it with a nil. Um, and critically look at the situation, evaluate the evidence, and use. Uh, used to look for various explanations. Exploration led me to believe that in Colorado I personally could find no evidence of systematic fraud. There will always be error which is different and random. In the time since I always try to keep an open mind in case new and credible um, information came forward. Instead of credible information, it should be blunt and say that I've seen nothing but uh, pseudoscience and more and more ridiculous and unfounded assertions. You know what, Eli Bremer, you can kiss my ass. I mean, I'm just going to say it right now because you have no idea. You have no idea what you're talking about. N- n- less than no idea, like negative well, 30, on a scale of zero to 100. You don't even me- measure if they were to put you on the nano scale. Okay, let me keep going. Um, today, a losing candidate was who based his campaign, who based his campaign on election integrity and supposedly understanding how election fraud occurred, emailed out the following with a photo at the end of the post. For reference, below is a graph of the algorithm of the, state of, the secretary of state race. Uh, Note how each graph, hold on, I'm trying to get to the next one, each graph, no, Note that each graph is exact mirror of the others and is statistically impossible for the pattern to occur naturally. We are analyzing the data for the other top line races across the state as we are seeing similar patterns. Note that nearly every top line candidate here in El Paso County was defeated by a 70 30 spread. The results are highly suspicious, best, have best, fraudulent, in truth. Let's start with the problem. So that problem. was a
3: quote. He was quoting. Yeah. And then now he's going to break down how he's so much smarter.
0: Um, let's start with the first problem here, which is that the candidate clearly does not know the meaning of the word algorithm. Um, I do. I-, I absolutely do. Jeff, do you?
1: I think, yeah, I would say so.
0: Uh, Draza, do you?
5: I'm a, I'm a licensed professional engineer in control <laughs> systems. I'm pretty sure. Um
0: but are you
3: algorithm. a former Olympian?
0: But are you a former Olympian? <laughs> I just want to know. That doesn't know how to spell anil no. <laughs> But I volunteered at I Special to Olympics
3: quite
0: a bit. Brian, d- do you know what an algorithm is?
2: I know how to spell analytically. And I'm a. I was going to make a marine joke and say this guy must be a marine because I'm a marine myself. But uh, yeah, I, I know what an algorithm is and, and I can spell <sighs> analytically.
3: Don't offend Marines of, by comparing okay. them to Eli Bremmer. So here's the, here Can let you, me read this let me read this part
0: really quick. Go ahead, Brian, sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, no, no. I, I wait to the end cuz I want to I want to comment on something Draza said.
0: Um, an algorithm is a method and logic used in uh in and writing a method, excuse me, in losing and writing a computer program. Okay, that's actually a, a part of what an algorithm is, but <laughs> This is not a, a graph of algorithms, it is a graph of data. It is a data being reported in total votes on the, on the y-axis and time on the x-axis. All the graphs move up and to the right, which is expected as their vote go- totals grow over time. Nothing unusual there. Next, the allegation is made up that it's statistically impossible for the pattern to occur naturally. This st- c- statement clearly demonstrates no knowledge of the basic of statistic and sampling. While it is not random sampling used in polling, it shows the same principle... Um, and expected mathematical results. Okay, I'm not gonna go any further yet, Actually, I'm going to read this little part. What the graph shows is that when the first tranche of data was released, it appeared that Pam Anderson had about 65,000 votes, O'Donnell had around forty-three, and Peters had about 38,000. Just looking at the graphs, it might be a little off. By using those numbers, it appears that the total votes in the tranche were around 146,000, divide each candidate aforementioned uh, vote by total, and your percentage is around 44.5% for Anderson, 29% for O'Donnell, and 26% for Petey, uh, Peters. sorry. Uh, can you guys, can we go back to the first part of that part that says uh, same principle and expected mathematical results? Who wants, to, who wants to go first? I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching you on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish, they've been a par- partner of the show for quite some time now. But IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IPVanish on a limited device at the same time without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's And and for our listeners, they're, they're offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, you're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off if you're using like ring apps or things like that you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized ip address but um that's just something you just learn when you get it but you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are uh, so go to ipvanish.com slash daily use promo code daily you do have to use the slash daily so ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily and claim your 70 percent savings
5: i can make a comment on that first okay so so one of the things that we saw in the 2020 election which was explained away right were was the f-curve and we had a spike curve in louisiana results and in and in um uh, uh, alabama results and all of these states had these dumps that would then shift the entire ratio and everyone everyone was totally okay at that time with the idea. well, you have different opinions in different counties, and therefore you're going to have to expect this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So what what he's using is he's using a he's using a um, inappropriate use of something that's done in statistics where you have a normal distribution. So when we're looking at these races, again, we had a very uh, relatively low amount of mail-in voting, an awful lot of in-person voting, and in-person voting that was reported from distinct counties that have their own political... Uh, even within the Republican Party, of course, they have their own political bent. So he would have to say that the, the entire state of Colorado was completely uniform within the Republican Party to create a normal distribution for each county that would lie on top of each other in order to use a justification that he's using.
0: And, and that, by the way, Jeff, would be impossible I'm sorry. I'm going to use the word. You don't like that word. I love that word because it is impossible. Jeff,
1: I'm not disagreeing. I am not disagreeing with you, sir. Um. Uh,
0: so, so, what are your thoughts about what we just what we just uh, went through?
1: Well, I'd like to. I mean, I, I obviously, nobody's uh, nobody's read him my basic counter report. If he hasn't seen any credible evidence of. Uh, Colorado problems, uh, so maybe he needs to have somebody read that to him. Uh, uh, that's one comment. I, I totally uh, back up Draza's analysis there. Uh, you know, it, it, as, as we, I, I said, I've said many times, looking at the 2020 election. Uh, <laughs> why do we even have separate states, or why do we even have separate counties? If obviously everybody is going to be thinking exactly the same uh, in, in these places, which of course is ridiculous, they don't. Right. Uh, and uh, it's a sad state of affairs. Uh, you know, you know with, with elections, I don't have to tell anybody here how important elections are. Uh, they should—they should have to be the ones proving to us it was fair. <laughs> Rather than making us work with, with incomplete data, because they won't give it to us, with with quote and mystery processes throughout the entire thing, when suddenly the burden of proof is on us, whenever everything that we see screams, uh, there's there's something here that doesn't look right, there's something here that definitely does not look uh, mathematically or in other ways uh, right. Uh, it, it's just, it, you know, it, it, again for, for the millionth time, I'm gonna say, how did we get here?
3: Right, and and um, it, it turns out that Eli Bremer is not a Marine; he's in the Air Force, and yeah! lu- luckily we have a full Colonel from the Air Force joining us now. <laughs> Sean, what do you have to say for Eli Bremer? <laughs>
2: You can't spell analytical,
3: (laughs) sir. Nothing.
0: Nothing. You know what would have been worse, Sean? Is if he he, uh, spelled it analytical. That would have been worse.
2: (laughs) Isn't isn't that how you spell it, though? (laughs) What did he do?
3: So he's he's basically yeah, we're, we're is, going through Eli Bremer's Facebook post right now where he said that Draza and Jeff's analysis of election and anybody questioning shows no understanding of statistical sampling methods and no understanding of statistics and mathematics. Take it from the uh, from the former Olympian and ignore uh, the the actual experts. Sounds about right. Well, that's
4: kind of part of the course, right? I mean, that sounds like somebody just. Just punch their ticket into the GOP leadership in the state. Because if yeah. you embrace the stupid and indefensible kind of ledge and expertise that you haven't demonstrated, then you're their kind of guy.
3: That's Maya, everyone.
0: So, in his face so uh, by the way Brian just pointed out Joe isn't that how you spell it I meant to put like a hyphen a hyphen in between it right you know a hyphen
2: I had to double, ch- I had to double check myself Admittedly, no, me. it absolutely like, is am I, am I spelling it wrong
0: no but if you put a hyphen in it which I mean he did everything else so why not put a hyphen in it I guess well, on
3: it's,
4: the a, I think it's, oh, it's from it the, the Rubenstein book. it's from the Rubenstein School of Expert <laughs> <laughs> Analysis that's right
0: yeah that's just ask Dominion
4: yeah um, it's actually extra. what is it expertise drift yeah <laughs> it's when you're not actually an expert in something but then you talk about it as if you know what the hell you're talking about
0: oh can we do that can we get some memes oh right right we are definitely going to do some memes mr producer we're doing Bro, memes on. on expertise drift expertise right drift. <laughs> it says <laughs> and we can have pictures here's jeff expert I'm gonna have fun with that one. And then here, here, we could have some fun with this expertise drift. That's what we're doing it. We're doing it, Brian. I'm sending it to you. I'm gonna send you a bunch of them. You got it. You guys are all gonna get it.
4: Let's go. I don't want to criticize. I I mean, I don't want to criticize Bremer without knowing the facts. Does anybody know if he stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's I too bit, elitist but. for that. I, I I don't think that he would he would uh lower himself to stay at a holiday express. But Sean, you and I were talking yesterday about how um when we were talking about what we saw in Garfield with the votes flipping around and you know we you know, Rubenstein saying there's no um, there's no crimes in, in one and two. We di- you know, Mesa one and two, we didn't have to look at that. You had some additional information from that you know, when when Joe and Jeff and I were talking on Wednesday about what Mesa two says about what we actually saw in this election. Can you uh, share that with the audience?
4: Well, yeah, so it's, so it's actually, it's Mesa, um, yeah, hold on a second, let me think about this. So in Mesa 2, Doug Gould explained that with a simple change in the value in the internal machine ID field, the way that, so a voter, or I'm sorry, a candidate or a question in a race is not represented in the database within the Dominion voting system, or the other voting systems, because they're all using some database management system. It's either, you know, SQL Server, or they use a MySQL or PostgreSQL. But but the, the candidate is really abstracted as a machine ID. And then the totals of tabulated votes for that candidate or issue are represented in the, the sort of key that you access that data is by the internal machine ID. And in report number two, Uh, Doug Gould explained that they had demonstrated that you could go into the database in the voting system, in the election management system server, and just switch machine IDs and flip a race completely. It was a very, very small change. It would take you milliseconds. They demonstrated that you could do it from an iPhone if you had any network connection whatsoever into the voting system. And so when you see the votes Change uh, for candidates. When you see essentially the candidates swapping totals like that, maybe somebody just put the wrong names in in reporting, because I think that was, I think we're still trying to figure out whether that was out of the Edison reporting or not, and whether it was matched by the election summary reports that you get out of the voting system themselves. But also, maybe that the reason you're seeing that is because the machine IDs were changed which if you you know if you do something that obvious uh, you know you're you're if this, somebody if somebody did something that obvious they've made a mistake right they've yeah. showed their hand it's like pulling the curtain back it's not a small change it's not a gradual change it's not the progression towards a set point it's a sudden right. revelation that, that that manipulation is possible not unlike um, i don't know if you remember but but uh, november of 21 in El Paso County, Colorado, where the county said, "Look, those aren't the vote totals that we yep. uploaded on the, side of the Clarity Election site, on the uh, Clarity Election Night reporting site," and then we found out the Secretary State's office told El Paso County staff, um, "Don't worry about it. We'll show you how to manually change the results."
3: Yeah, and I don't know if you've known if you know this, Sean. Joe told me this this morning. The results in Garfield have switched back.
0: They switched back. Did you know that, Jeff? Did, Jeff, did you see that? Oh, yes. Mr. Producer, we have that screenshot, right? We have the screenshot of Garfield. Um, I want to give a shout-out to one of our other sponsors, too. That's Axos Bank. Um, I'm excited to have found this bank, and I've done a lot of research on this bank, and um, I'm supposed to have another conversation with them tomorrow because I'm I'm really interested in how they uh, are going to protect people. I'm really interested in protecting people and their ability to protect their money. I'm not sure that the banking system related to the bigger banks would ever do that, It's one of the reasons why I've never been a part of any big banks. I I gave that up nearly 20 years ago. Um, but I found this bank, Access Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American tradition. Let's take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a, a $150 bonus if you open one by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Um, if you go to accessbankcom daily for full details, that's AxosBank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, all you need is a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Uh, so Access Bank is federally insured. Member FDIC in there for us, all of us, daily. Go check them out. So, so this is, by the way, a picture of what happened in Garfield. And Jeff, why don't you explain to me what we're looking at?
1: What you're looking at is the three candidates for Secretary of State. Uh, Anderson is in blue. Uh, Tina Peters in red and O'Donnell, no relation is in green. And uh, sorry about that. And uh, what you're seeing is that at 11:31 uh, local time, you'll see the blue diff down. Basically what happened was the three candidates all changed places. So suddenly the votes that uh, that Anderson have now Peter now Tina Peters has them, the votes that Tina Peters has now, Michael or Mark O'Donnell would have no relation. has them. And, uh, and and you know the, the last is that uh, uh, at the bottom now is is Anderson. Uh, that is e- extremely interesting. And then what happened was about one, o'clock, I think at one or two o'clock in the afternoon the next day they flipped back, uh, and uh, uh, the the. the <laughs> uh, there's there's this looks I mean the, the, the if nothing else, the optics on this look absolutely horrible and should have them scrambling to explain to us and make us uh feel some semblance of, of you know, understanding of why this happened. Uh and I I think it's you know, it's it's possible what what Sean said is correct. Uh, that that they may have been inadvertently shown us here. Uh, I've been talking to a candidate in, a, in the primary t- in another state, and uh, it very much looks like uh, that might have happened throughout the, the the candidates may have been actually switched uh, as far as who was getting the votes. I can't say that for sure, but I will say it's interesting that when. Uh, when you have a situation where the favorite candidate finishes last or fifth or sixth and you have a candidate who did the joe biden hide in the basement thing finishes first uh, you gotta look hard you, you gotta look hard at what caused that and and so getting back you can see you know clearly they they, they flipped once and then they flipped back and uh uh, at 11.30 uh, the, the, uh, the Garfield County I don't believe was even in the office anymore at 11.30 at that time no. so that adds another deep piece to the mystery as to then if that's the case then who, what process what person, what agency uh, caused you know the the, the flip the, the boat drift, as it were and then whoever corrected it or changed it back uh, the next day, uh, again, just, just, just the, the optics of it, when, when, you know, we're, we're in the middle of the most contentious post-election period in our history, I think, right now, because we're all still dealing with, with 2020. Uh, boy, if ever there was a time that you would run want to run an election that looked absolutely clean and fair, it would be right now. Uh, and that's simply not happening.
3: <laughs> and, and to my understanding, we've gotten no explanation, right? There's been no explanation about why the votes flipped on election night, then flipped back the next day. They just did it, and we're just supposed to trust it. trust me, bro. It's all good. Uh, Nothing yeah, to see and, here. Yeah,
1: every, every basically every. You know, everyone who well most people are not speaking and and those who are are basically like what not
0: So so, uh, so that's that's actually pushed people to do hand counts and to do things in their in their counties there are lots yeah, of counties absolutely. right now that are going with something that's you
2: guys aren't you guys restricted from that didn't jana griswold pass like you know some law in 2020 like uh, an unconstitutional law didn't she make it so you can't do any audits of this type of thing
4: yeah you're actually in colorado you're not allowed to think that an election (laughs) result might not be accurate
2: it's prohibited yeah
4: yeah to be real quick i wanted technology yeah it's it's asinine so i i want to say something about that hand counts aren't enough people should understand that They need to canvas the voters that the states say voted. They need to actually examine the paper ballots to determine whether they're authentic. Are they on the paper that the state says that they were printed on or the county says they were printed on? Do they have human-made or machine-made marks? You're not gonna see that with the naked eye. You need instruments to do it. Are they creased? So if they say they were were returned by mail-in ballot, are they creased? And if they were returned by Dropbox, where are the Dropbox records of when they were picked up? If they were returned by Postal Service, where's the IBMTR record of where it passed through their system? And then, is the signature a human signature, and does it actually match a person who exists? Or is it su- a signature that was inserted into the voter registration system you know, through some uh, su- susceptible or questionable means? Because just going and recounting is not going to be sufficient to find um, evidence of all the various things that we have now seen evidence that were underway, right? We've seen ballot stuffing in Arizona and Georgia confirmed, right? People have been prosecuted. Never mind the 2,000 mules, people have been prosecuted for the ballot stuffing that we've been told didn't happen. We've seen now the evidence that the machines were vulnerable. So in complete defiance and contradiction to everything we were told about how secure the machines were, they're flawless, there's no vulnerabilities. We know for a fact that they had wireless networking. We know for a fact that they had vulnerabilities. The claim of Brandy Vance and Secretary of State that, okay, it didn't affect our systems. They don't have the slightest idea because they've never had anybody look at it. And the CISA advisory says all other versions have not been examined. So those are, you know, the the voting system testing lab said, no, these things are good, they comply, they're secure. And then one independent expert looks at one system out of Georgia and says, no, they're not. You've got gross vulnerability here that could let you flip an election. And then finally, a year plus later, SISA says, yeah, there might be some vulnerabilities, but we haven't tested other versions. And the sex state is now moving the bar and saying, oh. That didn't affect our versions even though they haven't been tested and we found no evidence of compromise even though we haven't looked there's no reason for anybody to try to trust anything coming out of any of these election officials mouths not a single word everything they've said has been proven wrong they're not trusted sources we have no basis to understand what's true about our elections you want to know what's true about the elections go back and look at the video from the gop assembly At how the citizens who were interested in the election and who showed up there in the largest numbers in the history in in the GOP in Colorado, who they selected, and then how very different that is from the results that the state is saying happened on primary day.
0: And those people, by the way, those people are the ones that go out and talk to the people in their community. They're the ones that are talking to people and being called and saying, hey, you're the precinct leader, who should I vote for? Well, here's what I voted for and here's why. Here's what I voted for and here's why. And, and, and we, we can't ignore the fact that the GOP for the first time in two decades did not release a poll for the Secretary of State for Tina Peters, not for two decades. It's never happened before for Secretary of State. They talked about uh, Ron Hanks. Ron Hanks, by the way, was up 55 to 45 over O'Day. It completely flipped. A 20-point swing. A 20-point swing in that election. And so...
3: and these are not just the federal races, right? We saw this same kind of distribution down ballot. You know, this is the primary, not the general, right? And uh, Brian, you have uh, you, you've been talking about the 2022 midterms and the and the specifically the primaries for a long time. Yes. Uh, you know, this this seems to confirm you're a bit of a prophet, Mr. CanCon.
2: Well, I you know I've said for a while. I said when 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 all this stuff was going on, I said we're going to see. Uh, a massive red wave in the 2022 general election. There's no doubt about it. They can't even cover it up. If the, if the Democrats come out and retain, uh, you know, both uh, branches of Congress, they, there's no possible way. Uh, and so, what I've been telling people is, is yes, get involved in your elections, but this year the primary is going to be more important than anything else. And. You know, going back to what you said, this is a, a point I was, I was trying to make because uh, Draza earlier said that there was a, a, a repudiation of the America First movement uh, in Colorado, just like there ironically was in Georgia, which Colonel Smith was just talking about. We don't want to do, you know, SISA said there's all these errors and this is how you fix it. And then Georgia's like, well, we're going to ignore the federal government on this case. When SISA was saying safest election ever, Brad Raffensperger was out there in front of the pedestal and uh, the, the microphone the next day. Hey, SISA said it's the safest election ever. Well, now SISA's saying that you're. Your software is jacked up, and you need to do uh, rigorous post-election audits to test it. And he's like, "Nah, we're not going to do that." But going back to what you were just saying about the assembly, this year you guys had 3,772 delegates at your GOP convention. Tina Peters took 60—I think it was 68 mm-hmm. percent of the of the of the vote. Uh, Mike O'Donnell barely made it onto the ballot. You need 30 percent to make it. I think he got 38 percent. And, 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 you know, so he was closer to not making it than he was to beating Tina Peters. And now all of a sudden, moving into the election, you're gonna tell me that Pam Anderson, who didn't even go to the convention, she didn't get on the ballot through, uh, you know, the convention voting that way, she got signatures. She got 12,000 signatures. She actually got, I think 19,000, but 7,000 of them were deemed invalid. So I don't know exactly what that means. But you have a candidate now who, Pam Anderson has zero shot at beating Jenna Griswold. Zero shot. Okay, for one, uh, she doesn't want, I I don't think she wants to beat her. Why would you want to give up a Cush director, uh, you know, directorship with, with the CTCL to take on the Secretary of State position in a state that nobody in that party stands behind you yep. i don't i don't think there's any conservatives that would be like hey it's a good idea to put a, a the director of ctcl in in charge of the elections in our state yeah but you know people can say one of the arguments i've heard in a peters was indicted and all this other stuff and we all knew that was coming though but let's look at ron hanks ron mm-hmm. hanks ran against five other folks uh four or five other folks in the in the convention None of them made the ticket. Ron Hanks was the only one that made the ticket. And this O'Day guy that allegedly beat him, uh, again, was another person that got on the ballot by signatures. Not the delegates that were. So what they're trying to tell you, folks, is that the delegates at your convention, which are elected by you. Okay, delegates are elected. It's not like they randomly pick GOP conservatives. They're elected. So 3,772 people in the GOP convention in Colorado are so out of touch with the party that elected them that they have no idea uh, what the people of Colorado want. It's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. They don't even hide the kick in the teeth.
3: And you also have to make the assumption, because like I said, this this happened and anybody who talked about election fraud, did not win their primary Anybody who, who is a conservative Top line candidate who did not Talk about election fraud, there's two Of them, um, they made it Right, but this happened all the way down Ballot, which means you have to believe If you want to believe that this is safe, secure, free and fair election, you have to believe that the people Of Colorado overwhelmingly Voted for the status quo Overwhelmingly voted to keep things the same Now, you know, maybe that's true I, I don't believe it because I Spend a lot of time with the people in Colorado and, and all over the nation people are unhappy with the establishment that's why they're predicting a red wave they've got to get their, their uh, establishment left establishment right candidates so that either way it doesn't, it doesn't matter and that's why they stole the primaries but Draza is that um, consistent with what you guys have seen from your analysis in other areas oh go ahead Sean
4: yeah before you say one more thing about the convention so let's not forget that the GOP leadership in Colorado KBB, Brown, wrote a letter signed KGB. by some other people. Yeah, KGB. Saying that that Tina Peters should resign, right? So they involved themselves completely yep. inappropriately. Let's also not forget that against the wishes of the base in Colorado, they used an electronic voting system, a completely insecure foreign based electronic voting system with no transparency for all of those votes except there was a vote by affirmation on the floor a voice vote by affirmation and you know what that did it was led by john case the attorney who's the lead for the lead counsel for um hanks versus griswold they added the base by voice affirmation added election integrity to the gop platform against the wishes of the state GOP leadership. That's the reflection of the base. Yes. Never mind, I don't think the vote totals that you got out of the convention were even accurate. I think the vote totals were suppressed. Yeah. And, the, and the, if you want to know the difference between what you got out of the electronic clicker voting and what the base actually wanted that showed up, the ones that were sent, as Brian says, by their, by their precincts, look at what happened when they were asked to vote on that resolution. It was, right. so, so, it
0: was overwhelming. So so, I want to get back to the Draza question, but I want to say this. Also, I was the only one to get a standing ovation from the entire convention yeah. when I was nominated for governor. And I talked about the mores of society and what we need as a country and that Republicans and Democrats have all been left behind and that this country needs leadership and our state needs leadership that reflects the values of our communities. And I stepped off after saying I declined the nomination for governor. and. Uh, I got a standing ovation, and yeah. and it was unbelievable. And then people got really mad at me because they said I should have stayed in the race.
3: <laughs> well, now I definitely think you should have. Oh yeah. I, w- I was happy you declined because that would have been very disruptive to everything would, we have going I on. I, a, I think
0: I would have won. <laughs> I think I would have kicked everybody off the ticket. It would have been just me and and uh, Polis.
3: Yeah, it would have been like a Hanks result at the assembly. Yeah. One, can- one candidate gets through. Yeah. So, Draza, uh, you know, you guys are evaluating similar types of data and results from all over the country. Are, wh- how does this relate to to what you um, you and and Jeff and the team, the amazing team of uh, of grassroots volunteers that you guys work with? How is this relating to what we're seeing elsewhere in the nation?
5: There's there's two very distinctive points that I'd like to make on that topic. And thank you for bringing that up. I was actually trying to jump, thinking of jumping in with this. We saw one of the very first uh, primaries this year in Nebraska. And the Secretary of State's race did exactly the same thing that just happened in Colorado. So they had a candidate that was going to every single county that was meeting people, was asking, was providing, you know, a plan. (laughs) The incumbent, was saying things that were horrifying that his constituency like um that uh well we can't do hand counts because somebody might pay a single mom to cheat and <laughs> things that were just riling up the people and then there was this third guy that nobody had ever really heard of and they did a straw poll a gop did a straw poll and they released these numbers Uh, for one county before the election, and the America First candidate came in at over 70%, with 20% going to the incumbent and 8% going to this this third unknown. And suddenly when they have the election, the incumbent gets over 40% and the remaining is split between the other two almost evenly. So to see that exact same pattern show up again is quite striking. Um, the other thing that is, is amazing that um, <laughs> the, the, the person that you were speaking of before that said that they haven't seen any evidence, we have some really interesting evidence. Again, the, 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 the the data that we're looking at now is what was reported to us on the news. And we are finding two different things. One is that when we compare the data that's presented to us on the news, how the votes come in and how they stack up, when we get, uh, the, the actual data, FOIA, from the machines themselves, the, over time they don't match. The second thing is, is that we're finding, like, like, um, <clears throat> I showed with the, uh, the ratio of votes to Trump to Biden 2020 in Colorado matched almost exactly the same pattern as the yes-no votes came in from uh, the uh, California recall race in 2021. We had the same kind of pattern matching with the ratio of the votes over time with the Youngkin-McAuliffe race and the uh, North Dakota Biden to Trump. And then this time we have almost a match again with the uh, Peters to Anderson ratio and the Trump to Biden ratio for the 2020 election in Arizona. So the news that's reporting us these data points, they're structuring them similarly, about four or five different patterns and reusing them over and over again to make it look like a prob- probable um, aggregation of the votes over time and then when we get the the, the, the actual data from the machines they're, they're added up very differently
0: so so what you're saying is that the data is not accurate and that, that information never comes out and yet every time we go the to da- say the that data, there's
5: the data from the news that they are calling the races on and getting the people to believe was the outcome of the races never matches the data that we're getting from the actual machines.
1: Until this the end. Is,
0: until the end. Until and the end. And then it matches.
5: No, the, well, okay, so the final values match. I'm talking about the, the aggregation of the votes list. over time don't match. So if you look halfway through the race... Um, the probability that what the news reported from the state and what's being reported by the machines at that time matching is pretty small.
4: Every system of dual bookkeeping ever, exactly like that. The numbers match at the end, but when you go through and try to do it with transactions, you cannot get them to match up. Right? That's the purpose of dual bookkeeping. Effectively, we have a dual bookkeeping system right now Right. Actually we have a triple book, we have a quadruple booking system because one of them is the voters, one of them is the ballots, one of them is the counts, and one of them is the reports. And we don't have transparency into any of those systems. Yeah. This is what you know, there were a lot of people who thought, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get America first candidates in now by doing campaigning and campaign work. There is no there is no election without fixing the election election integrity. You can't get past, you got to get past the machines. You
0: got to, you you can't win, Sean, you cannot win without getting rid of the machines, period.
4: And including the voter registration that's centralized, including the risk limit odds, including the reporting system. And and the mail-in ballots. And the mail-in ballots. They're all of them, right? And now we have like Griswold in multiple states. (laughs) Yes, voter rolls. So, so, and all of the states where this is happening, which is most of our states, the election officials that are trying to restrict public access. Anybody who tries to keep you from seeing any part of anything that the government is doing is suspect and must be investigated and removed from office. You've been All right, Patriots, that's it for part one of our awesome election fraud roundtable with these amazing Patriots. Tune in for part two coming up next on Conservative Divinity Podcast. God bless America.